Alrighty, welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast in which we analyze Man of Steel by each individual minute. My name is Mark. You can follow me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And I'm Nathan. You can also follow me on social media at NoClutchNate, as well as my Instagram page, Clutch Figures. And I'm Scott Corelli from Back to the Future Minute, Spider-Man Minute, and DuelingGenre.com. All righty. And today on Man of Steel Minute, we are talking about minute number 34. And it starts with Ludlow talking back to Clark Kent. And then the minute ends with Ludlow uh, discovering that something strange has happened to his truck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, there's quite a bit of humor in this bit, um, considering that the whole film doesn't really have much it's the beat in the movie that reminds me the most of those those dry wit moments in the dark knight trilogy oh yeah for like, sure yeah like the all the alfred kind of michael Caine, yeah backhanded right. and, and morgan yeah. freeman stuff yeah. okay yeah all right i get yeah. you yeah that, that's what the vibe of this um kind of reminds me of that being said i hate this um, <laughs> do you <laughs> yeah i i hate this i hate it this is not clark clark would never do this because i one he had no idea which truck ludlow's was <laughs> oh yeah you're yeah, right i got something written down for that <laughs> yeah i didn't even and, think and about number, that Number two, I'm sorry, but all of those logs would be catching on fire. Do you see the sparks coming out of that truck? Yeah. My problem was, like, no one saw him. Exactly. Yeah. Well, oh, that too. I mean, that's a, that's a big one. Yeah. Unless you want to contribute it to super speed. But then again, if one person is walking up to the restaurant, they see a normal truck, and then they go to turn around to check to see if their car's locked, and then there's this, you know, big old blur, and then this truck is just in shambles, again red flags <laughs> well it's also got to be super allowed to do that yeah and no one noticed it the truck doesn't no. explode when you impale it with wood uh and, again and superman superman is always like clark is always supposed to be the bigger person mm-hmm. and the fact that he did this is like oh so you're you did you didn't want to be the bigger person like you you did this thing underhanded like you could have just put the guy in his place by making him sit back down yeah like and it would have been easy and it wouldn't have felt like you weren't being the bigger person this feels petty and like and it turns clark into more of a bully than the guy that he was getting revenge on like clark does, superman doesn't get revenge on people no it definitely turns yeah. him into the to the character that that uh bruce sees him as in, in yeah. the later in, in this universe but but yeah you're right um it, it's not a superman characteristic and i don't know if it was supposed to be uh you know snyder's take on on him being a novice and him just trying to to, to, to get his way and to and to show no. it to that guy that was being a jerk. But then again, it's like he's he's not Superman at this point. So maybe this person with super strength would take out his anger on the person that was bullying him. Yeah. So then again, it, it still kind of brings back to the fact that he isn't Superman. Yeah. He's just a man of steel. Because it's, yeah, again, like... Like him getting, because, not being able to get pushed over. He's because, a man of steel. Yeah, because, uh, you know, he's not Superman yet, so he's got all this angst, and, you know, he's angry, and he's pent-up rage. He wants to do something with it, and, 
you know, he can't like just melt the guy down. And he didn't let Pete Ross drown when he was a kid. So this is, you know, 20 years uh-huh. later that all this anger is just coming out of him now. It's just like, man, you know, I really looked at that truck for a bit and I was like, well, how do, how do you get that log to go through that part of the truck? Like in the most discreet way. And I feel like there's no answer for it. There's like, it's just, that would have been so loud. Like he would have had to have taken the truck into a forest, mangled it up and then brought it back for no one to, to question. I don't know the fact that, yeah, you're right. Cause it's like, he would have taken one of those logs and jumped really high and like thrown it into the truck. I don't know. It's like, that should have been noticeable. But then again, how is, the truck itself like i know that it's like kind of jackknife from the back and it's it kind of lifting yeah, up yeah, yeah. but then again if you were to shove a log just into you know the 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 front of the truck it kind of seems like the truck would still stay on the ground it wouldn't lift up right. like that unless he unless you'd have he to wedge it up. it up <laughs> yeah you'd have to you'd have to like kind of wedge it you know it's like a two person job kind of deal it's like <laughs> let me lift the truck yeah. up and then you shove the log inside of it uh, yeah. A lot of questions. I have a lot of questions. Now, if I guess, well, okay, but what if he threw the truck into the air and then threw all the logs through it? And it just landed? No, he caught it and then set it down. Oh, he did it in the air. He like threw yeah. the truck into the like into the sky, and he just had a field day in the air. And like then, he's yeah. constantly just shoving the logs, like the whole. The whole truck is in the, in the air at this point, and he's just shoving the logs into it, and it lands like that. Is that what is that what well, we're trying he, to bring? Well, back down. what I'm saying is, he throws the truck into the air, and then at super <laughs> speed, grabs the logs, flings the logs into the truck, and then the truck before it lands, he catches it so it doesn't make a sound, and then he quietly sits it down. Yeah, because if he let it fall, <laughs> he just exploded. Yeah, it would. I'm surprised right. it's not exploding right now. <laughs> it should be on fire. Those sparks and that wood—that is yeah. not a good mixture. Now, I feel like if he didn't see Ludlow pull up into the to the driveway of the of, of Cassidy's or whatever it is, uh, he wouldn't have known. But if he were to super speed and check every single truck to see if they have like their driver's license in the you know the visor That's up true. at the front, like yeah. he he could see maybe some identification. But then maybe that guy needs his ID to go get a beer at the bar. Uh, well, registration. That, registration. That being said, that being said, it would have been so funny if he looks at this truck for a while, Ludlow comes out, sees the truck, and then he just goes back into the bar and goes, hey, Phil, somebody messed up your truck. <laughs> and then gets in his truck and leaves. That's oh, good. That would have been great. Oh, that's too good. <laughs> <laughs> I have a note here. This is when uh, Ludlow actually starts to be an asshole towards, towards Clark. And then I had the question of... <laughs> What kind of person, when he pours the beer on him, when he does all this stuff, like what human being actually treats an employee of the establishment that they're at like this? Like there probably are some terrible people in this world that I'm just not thinking of. I've seen it. But like what what human being just like sees like, oh, I'm I'm heckling this girl. And then this guy just says, hey, stop. And I'm going to pour my beer all over him what kind of asshole is that i've seen it yeah that's the, it's it's he's feeling he feels his masculinity being threatened so he's trying to put clark in his place exactly that's what's going on here and but my my issue isn't with him like i buy him although i think it's like it's crazy that he's doing this to clark who's like twice his size but 
I buy him as a character. My problem is the army guys laughing at him pouring yeah. the beer on Clark. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just, just like, really, guys? Are they Seriously? Like, are they Canadians and they know he's American and he's just like, yep, well, he's getting what he deserves, eh? <laughs> like, they... Um, but then again, there's like those people who just dress up and go to restaurants and they're BDUs anyways for attention. So it's like, like, are these guys really going to do anything anyways, like in real life? Because they would be laughing. I don't know. If, every, if you assume everybody is just completely wasted in this bar, yeah, you can get away with it. But are there people that where's these uh, these these military guys, commanding officers? Are they not there with the beer, like watching over them? Or is it just like a Friday night and it's like, yeah, go do what you want. We'll see you on Monday. Yeah, I'm telling you, they're just off. Like they're not like on any schedule. They're just like on their Saturday night off. And they're just like, hey, we're just going to dress up in our BDUs for kicks. And people are going to be like, oh, my God, you're working for the military. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's Free like, drinks. Yeah, it's like people dressing up. At in, a truck stop. They dress up in their marine blues. They for, didn't go to the Applebee's that was a quarter mile down the road. Yeah, they <laughs> went to the truck stop. That They would have gotten right. a discount at the Applebee's. They would have. I've been there. I've, I've seen it. But it, it doesn't surprise me that the officers don't do anything. But it is still shocking that they just... just Oh, this is another like the 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 owner doesn't like whoa whoa you can't treat my employees like that exactly. get out of here exactly and are these that, I've I I've seen this situation happen before and that's always what happens is the manager or the owner comes over immediately and has their employees back yeah I've and seen not it. have them yeah. destroy truck trucks I uh, yeah right. I've seen it. I've seen my like when I used to work in restaurants and when I managed restaurants. Like I, I, managers are just like, they're, you protect they your turn own. into the biggest dog in the restaurant. Yeah. yeah. And they, which is what they're supposed to do. That's their role. You know, that those bartenders just like standing behind there like, oh, I guess it's just another quarrel. Yeah. But I've also seen it where it's like when, as soon as you tell a guy like, oh, it's time for you to leave. They, they do feel, um, like a they have no other uh, choice but to act more of an asshole in this situation mm-hmm. because they don't know how else to react to them realizing that they are being an asshole. So they're like, well, mm-hmm. I just got to be a big, be a bigger asshole now. Okay, that answers my question. Yeah. And then, like, why, why didn't Ludlow stop taunting Clark once he realized that when he went to go push him, he couldn't move him? In my mind, if I were to do that to someone... I'd run and I'd be out of there because if I laid my hands on someone and went to go forcefully push them and that person didn't move, I'm getting hit in the face. Honestly, that should have broke his, his, uh, should have broke his wrist. Yeah. Well, I was going to say the forearm, the bones in your forearm, anything like that broken. he slid back a little bit too easily. He should have, I, I wouldn't have, it wouldn't have broken it. I mean, I, you know, I can push a wall. I'm not going to break my arm. Well, that guy like really shoved into it. And I was like thinking like, well, Superman's got to be like, like if you tried shoving your entire weight into a, a lead wall, like that's gotta hurt. You, yeah, but you wouldn't break your arm. I guess you would. The just wall, slide the back wall like would have to push back. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's physics, man. I, I'm, I'm gonna go push a wall real quick. <laughs> See you guys in a couple. <laughs> if minutes. if he would have if he would have pu- punched him, then yeah, broken hand. He would have broken his hand yeah. for sure. I re- but like a push now. Yeah. Also, it was it wasn't like a. It wasn't like a punchy push. It was more of just like he was going to push him away from him in like a like more of like a I don't know. Kind of it was a slow push. It wasn't like 
I, I don't know. Like the start I don't think to a would. fight. Like, you want to you yeah. mess with me? You want to mess with uh, me? He, like, he like really reeled back. I just, it uh, looks like he did. And I don't know if that's just to showcase this whole, you know, yeah. Man of Steel title that he's going right. with. Uh, well, thing. Yeah, well, yeah. They, Which, by the way, I loved. It's one of my favorite parts of this movie that, like, it, it does. This is the title of the movie. He is the Man of Steel. It's not like he's getting pushed around kind of deal. I love it. Mm-hmm. But then again, this guy's just a drunken asshole. And... and I I don't I haven't worked in many restaurants, but I haven't come in contact with drunken assholes oh, on this level. I've so. seen I've seen like a whole brawl in a restaurant that I was working at where it was an entire like baseball team <laughs> and a whole like marine like <laughs> squad no. of marines and they they broke everything. <laughs> it was oh bad. God. Oh man, and they're the worst. It was just like, dude, get out of here. You're in the like, what? What do you think this is? Again, again it goes mm-hmm. back to to Scott's question: Is should you be serving alcohol at truck stops? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, yeah, right, right. I, it's I, like I I have a question. How long do you guys think Clark has worked here? It was just a couple, a couple days. Couple days. Yeah, I look. I looked Pick into up it. Pickup job. It was, yeah, oh. it was just a few oh, days okay. that like you just kind of learn each other's names and. He still kind of kept to himself, all quiet, and uh, he was just there to work, I guess. Oh, okay. But then it kind of see it contradicts itself, where it's like, well, why was he there to work? Was he probing to try to see if there was any talk about Elmer Island? But uh, I mean, I imagine he just ran out of money and needed some money. And he just I mean, just so happened to be in a truck stop that these these military guys were like, oh, hey, by the way, there's an alien crap going on a few miles. North. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you gotta you gotta let go of the rules of reality in movies because you gotta move the plot forward. So those kinds of coincidences just need to happen, you know? Yeah. Um. But but I yeah I mean I just I just imagine I mean Superman still got to eat so I don't know get a job get a little money and then keep moving. Well yeah I mean he could be working at the at the the place just for a place to sleep and eat and that's yeah. it because it's like he doesn't really need money to travel. No, obviously he can just steal people's clothes, <laughs> <laughs> as we've seen. Um. So yeah, he he does he he shoves him. Uh, when he look when <laughs> Superman looks at him, he's like, "Oh, there he is!" Like he he finally got to anger Clark Kent. So he finally pushed him almost to his limit. Yeah. And then the waitress steps in. And is like, "He's not, it's not worth it." So Clark mm-hmm. leaves, and then we get to this whole truck bit. So so well, he throws the can at him first. Yeah. 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 So like if if. What was her name? Chrissy? No. Chrissy? That Chrissy. Name, right? Chrissy. So, does she know that Clark is... No. Not, not super power, but does she know that he's a strong kind of, let me stand up to a bully no. kind of guy? Or why does she just automatically say, oh, it's not worth it? Does she say that to, to every busser that's come through and try to stick up for her? Um... Now that I think of it, maybe she thought she was defending Clark from getting hurt. Yeah, like she knows Ludlow is just some guy that will just he'll keep going. alcoholic rage on someone. Yeah, maybe she. Yeah. yeah, maybe she's like, oh, it's not worth it because that guy's never gonna stop. He's just always gonna be an asshole twenty four seven. So, yeah, she thought maybe Clark was gonna get hurt. So just don't even 
just just walk away from the situation. But just sad because he would just that guy would just keep bullying her. Exactly. Which does he keep bullying her? Probably. May, well, maybe not. Maybe he just yeah. can't get a new truck. Well, I don't know. Because then Karkin just goes and. I'd like I, to know I if he like goes not. back. I would like, hope not. Because then that would mean he just let that continue happening while he took his rage out on that guy's truck. Yeah. So, I guess it kind of probes a question. After Clark is outed as Superman, do all these people that know him as Joe, as Greenhorn, as this guy, do they recognize him? Is it the beard that throws him off? Do they know that he was Superman? Well, yeah, they know who he is because that's how Lois Lane tracks him down. Yeah, I get that. Talks to Pete Ross, talks to Chrissy, talks to the uh, guy we're about to talk about in the next minute, Jed Eubanks. Yeah, so so once he's outed, is <laughs> so they, from Chrissy's mind, once he's outed as Superman, is she just like, oh my God, like this guy, <laughs> he could have killed everybody in this uh, truck stop. Same like, with Ludlow. He would have been like, damn. Well, uh, well, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't remember a moment in this where he's like on the news, like in front of a camera talking to people. Isn't he just like Bigfoot? Yeah, it's it's kind of like going back to that Smallville kind of thing where he's just the blur, I guess, if you want to know. Like, yeah. we only get to see him from, I guess, another person's perspective is, is Bruce's perspective in Dawn of Justice, where he just sees a red and blue blob flying through the air, crashing into buildings, and it just immediately yeah. invokes hatred. So, right. so yeah, you might be right. It might not be seen as, you know, this curly hair until he gets to the Senate hearing. Where there's cameras on yeah. them? Uh, until Metropolis. Yeah? Yeah. Because by Metropolis, then they know who he is. They don't know him in Battle of Smallville because it's so small. Yeah, and, and it's all fresh and everything like that. But Yeah. When is he on the news in this, though? Oh, oh. Um, so, like, when when is the actual populace able to see? Like, when when is Chrissy watching the news and she says, oh, yeah, that guy stood up for me? Uh, I, think it, I, yeah, I think it just happens in between the films. I don't think it happens in the film. But yeah, I mean, I mean, I think that would just be like, oh, that guy, he worked here for like a couple of days and he saved me from Ludlow. He must have been the guy who put all those uh, trees through his uh, through his truck. Oh, that's funny. And that would probably be the end of it, because it's not like she doesn't know him as Clark, does she? No, no. OK, so, you know, no harm, no foul. I think yeah. his name it's is just... Joe still. In that. Yeah. I don't know if he goes by Joe at this point, but I mean, we know we see him as Joe later on, yeah. I guess, in, in tomorrow's minute. But um, uh, I was going to say, who who cleans up that mess with the truck? Like, how do you tow <laughs> that? Insurance, I guess. Yeah, it has well, to it's be. It's like, oh, man, that company that Lolo <laughs> works for must be pissed. What if he was delivering trees that like were to be the the, the base of, I don't know. A school? Do schools are schools still made by wood now? <laughs> sure. Well, well, typically, Anything. typically truck drivers like Ludlow, they buy their truck, so that cab is his. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and so, so the 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 company, like, I don't know, like whoever he's towing the lumber for, I guess would be upset that the lumber never arrived. But... <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah. like, after after the outage of Superman, does Ludlow come forward after he's been fired and he's been on unemployment? Does he kind of, like, have to, like, present this whole big case oh, to his employer yo. saying, look, this guy <laughs> flew around and he destroyed my truck? Here's a crazy theory. So he calls 
you know, police. And he's like, yo, my truck has been vandalized. And then they come and they see his, his truck is all misshapen. And they're like, yo, what happened? He was like, I don't know. It's just all broken and whatnot. And then they DUI check him because he's so inebriated. And then, boom, he loses his job. Uh, Way to go, the con- Superman. The consequences, yes. Yeah, see, like, what is... <laughs> this point, Superman doesn't think about the consequences of his action. He uses all this anger and destroys his truck. What is that lumber being used for? Is it for the greater good of people? Is it for... Uh... Oh, I guess I guess it's sort of a... It's like a foreshadowing. That truck is Metropolis. Yeah? You're going to have to explain that one. Well, because, because yeah, he uses his anger and destroys that truck just like he uses his anger in his fight against Zod and destroys Metropolis. I see what you're saying. Yeah, okay. so... It's, okay. like a, it's, like, it's like a foreshadow. He's not thinking about the the repercussions of what he's doing, yeah. the choices he's making. All this he's collateral just, damage, yeah. Right, right. Because there's no way to fix the person himself, which is General Zod and Ludlow, because they're never going to change as people. Right. So you just got to get at them in a weird way so you act yeah. but don't think about the consequences right. again novice superman mm-hmm. yeah all right well let's piece this all together as we go through right <laughs> <laughs> I see, yeah i see the comparison i see the parallel um yeah. that that being said i don't know how clark has this experience and ever wants to save another human being ever exactly um, because these guys, this is this is just a bar full of assholes, and they're all laughing at him. He gets a beer thrown in his face when he's trying to protect her from being sexually harassed. Mm-hmm. And it's like, really, guys? Like, seriously? Okay. Yeah. You just put Later trees. On. I'd put trees through everybody's freaking trucks. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even later on when everybody's criticizing him as, you know, does the world need a Superman? Of course, like, it's just going back to that where, oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah. It's did- such a conflicted character that I I don't know if I've ever been more captivated by this portrayal of Superman than I have been in any other book that I've read. Yeah, well, because then you also have to look at the Batman character that they put because the Batman character is... This, is He's the exact opposite. Uh, well, he is what we're saying. He like because you're saying, well, who would want to save all these people just being terrible people? And it's like that's what Batman became. It's just like that guy who was like, these people deserve nothing but punishment, you know? Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, Superman doesn't want to be that guy, but he, it, you know, everything in the world is just telling him that people are terrible, which is kind of true. Um. Well, yeah. He's just constantly fighting that battle. Like he wants to believe that this world is worth saving. Yeah, I mean, I mean, taking taking that and then and then going back to what we were talking about at the beginning of the week where Zod becomes like a father figure and like imagine him coming to him now after these experiences with these terrible people and just being like, "You want to save these people?" And Clark is like, "Yeah, kind of no. I kind of don't actually. That's good point." Um, you know, before he gets that message from Jarrell. Again, yeah, that that would have been that would have been really interesting to see. Is seeing mm-hmm. um, General Zod kind of have an influence on Superman. I think would yeah. have been a more interesting thing to see would would be that this this Cal L who has had an entire life of free thinking and 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 his own you know choices versus being programmed to see him 
kind of live in a Kryptonian world that Zod would want to have with everybody being programmed, Clark, in that sense, would be already ostracized as being this free thinker and, and being... He'd probably be looking like his father, being a crazy scientist, but a crazy person that mm-hmm. wants to save everybody. So, yeah. That'd be cool to see. I like that thought. Yeah. Hmm. I also just, in general, um, I'm not... Uh, I'm I'm not crazy about how he's written in the in, in these movies um or I should say underwritten but overall I really like Henry Cavill. Yeah. Uh as as Superman and as Clark. I think he does a really good job with what he's given. I just think that his he's a little underwritten unfortunately. Yeah. I think it comes out a lot more in Dawn of Justice especially in the dialogue and everything but I mean, I agree with you. At the same time, I disagree with you. I I really enjoy this novice Superman, but and and the conflict that he constantly has. But it's not like it's blatantly in your face. Like I have to think about what's going on in Clark's head. Like I have to think about all this pent up anger that he has, and he just unleashes it on this trucker. Uh, what if he didn't unleash it on the trucker? What if he just kept it inside of him and just went on? And then would he have unleashed it on something else? Would he have turned into this dictator world leader that we've seen in Elseworld books? Like, I don't know. And that's what I love about uh, this this rendition of Superman. Like, he's not hmm. cookie cutter, boy scout, how we're used to. Well, I'm in, I'm in it for a ride. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm not against... I'm Like, I'm not officially against the whole truck destruction bit. Um, it would have been nice to see him hold off on unleashing his anger until the very scene where General Zod threatens his mother and then he just, like, unleashes everything on yeah. him. Like, that would have paid off. Like, it would have mm-hmm. taken a little bit longer to see some action. I mean, we don't really see action in this bit, but to, like, finally tap into what anger Superman is, like, his mother being threatened would have just been like, damn, I feel for you, man. Yeah, Go it for definitely it. humanizes him. Uh, I mean, and of course, that's a not super even, main blatant theme yeah, in like Dawn not, of Justice. Not even a person of his own race from his planet that he came from means nothing to him because like, this person is threatening the mother that he's known his whole life. Yeah. And it's yeah. Like, it's just a really human characteristic that they almost kind of... I don't want to say forced upon the character, but it's like, what else would you expect? If like, if you think about it in a realistic situation, like if there was this kid that was adopted and, you know, all he knew was his mother that loved him for everything that he was. And then someone went to go beat her up. Of course that kid's going to rage out and try to beat up the other guy. I would. Yeah. It's a good comparison. I'm enjoying it. Like I, I like it at the same time. I'm not used to it, so so I'm yeah. I'm really enjoying what I'm what I'm getting into with this universe. Yeah, I, I like the underdeveloped Superman. Yeah, in in the sense that the character's underdeveloped, not underwritten. Yeah, it's like you have to clarify that now, because <laughs> there are hints of some things not being fleshed out as much. Yeah, absolutely. But that's just a whole like. Again, the whole spoon-feeding thing, as you said, Scott, is like this film tries to not spoon-feed the exposition to the audience. 
Right. Uh, but I, I, but, but to clarify, I said that, but I don't think it's executed well. So, <laughs> all right. Yeah, I don't think they give enough. And when I say underwritten, I meant underwritten. Like I, I don't think, I don't think that Clark and Superman have nearly enough dialogue and character development in these movies because everything is just like in broody glances and yeah. glowy, glowy rage eyes and stuff like that and i i don't i don't i don't like that i i i would rather superman you know talk to i mean that's the whole purpose of lois is like he's supposed to be able to talk to her about this stuff and -hmm. instead he just you know flies into the sky and glares and then we yeah cut away like didn't they didn't somebody count his lines of dialogue in batman v superman and it was only like 20 yeah, it's really like upsetting. That. It's really upsetting in that yeah. movie. I mean, like you have to watch the extended cut to actually get a sense of just the little iota of what Clark Kent Superman is, and it's yeah, it's really upsetting what they did. I mean, I feel like I feel like Zack Snyder really loves Jim Lee's Superman, and Jim Lee's Superman doesn't talk. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, are yeah. we specifically thinking of For Tomorrow Superman? Just in general, just, just the in way gen- that okay, so Jim, he might be. If you go back to Unchained Superman, yes, I agree with you absolutely. Jim Lee's Unchained Superman is like such the throwaway Superman character that no one even cares about. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, but yeah, but like he he, you know, when you look up like Jim Lee art of Superman, it's always just like him, broody on a rooftop, like glowy eyes like i yeah. think that Zack snyder really likes that vision of superman and so he's less interested in letting him talk and be a real character because he just wants him to look cool yeah See, which like, i'm not mm, into at all i agree now if i were to to suggest a book that kind of has the broody superman but also give him exposition and it works perfectly because they work hand in hand. But Straczynski, uh, J. Michael Straczynski's um, Earth One Superman is the epitome of what a realistic Superman should be, in my opinion. Um, mm. It kind of surpasses that whole Jim Lee where I am dark and angry. It still has the dark and anger, but it, it has the consequence to his dark and anger. And, and it has him realizing that he's not the person that he should be. Mm hmm. Yeah, and uh, and it works because Straczynski worked with Snyder through this whole thing on on that volume three. So so I like it. It's good, but but uh, yeah, I agree with you that um, <laughs> Jim Lee's Superman is just so blah. Mm-hmm. But then again, like Jim Lee, like has had such an imp- like impression on the general audience of comic book superheroes, anyways. So it's not surprising that people look and go, "That's." the coolest superman i've ever seen you know just because it looks cool yeah exactly yeah like, just because you can slap it on a t-shirt and it looks badass and people like the for tomorrow yeah. cover right. is so um iconic yeah iconic yeah like even the batman half for hush and mm-hmm. even superman's mm-hmm. appearance in hush which is what i was i was getting to because he said jim lee's superman and i was like Oh yeah, like when Superman has like that little okay. cameo yeah, that's and perfect actually, yeah, because that that's is anger that's, Superman. Yeah. yeah, all right, yeah, that's what I was saying. I was like that little bit that he was in there. That's what, like that Zack Snyder must have just seen those cells and and been like, that's the Superman I want to see more. Yeah, um, 
That bums me out to see <laughs> if he ju- if Snyder like just kind of skimmed through for no, no 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 I'm not Hush. saying that <laughs> it's no, like yeah I, yeah that's how I'm gonna make my character that bums me out if that were the case but you know we've all like we've all taken a comic book of a certain superhero and read it and it it's just kind of like first impressions like that's what we now associate with that character and that's why we all have different opinions about certain right. superheroes so. Mm-hmm. It just depends. Yeah, like on... I said, I, 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 you know, like I said at the beginning of this week, I, I look at these movies, and I just sort of accept them for what they are, which is, for me, like just this Elseworld story where everyone's angry and everyone is live action drawings of Jim Lee, and I just sort of accept it for what it is, and it's just like whatever. But the problem is that because there's not alternate takes in movies. People want the most iconic version of these characters in film because you don't know when the next version is going to come, especially in this world where they're building a shared universe. Mm -hmm. Who knows if we'll, you know, it could be 20 years from now before we get another reboot of the DC universe on film. Yeah. Um, So, you know, it's it's I understand everyone's uh, angst about it. Because it's like, this isn't what I want, and now I'm stuck with it. And so I understand that angst. But, you know, there's the comics and all of that, and I'm I'm fine with that. And I can read the old Superman stuff that I like. And Yeah, yeah that's yeah. how I feel. I just – I accept all of this for as it is. And, it, you know, I'm not – I it's not what I would do. It's not what I would have chosen this to be. But I don't think that it – it's without its own merit. I guess. Yeah, no, I feel the same way because I, I feel like um, if they're – because this is a Superman reboot in itself, and it's like if, if this had just been another Christopher Reeves type of film like Superman Returns, I would have been really disappointed. So I like the direction change. I agree. Um, I'm all for it too. Um, like I get that it's not quintessential Superman that we're seeing. Um, there's potential in the shared universe for him to develop into such. Well, um, let me also let me also say, I I am not one of those people who thinks that Superman the movie is a perfect movie. I think it's an hour of a really cool epic movie, and then it devolves into like a weird '70s comedy that I am not into at oh, all. Oh, you're so right. <laughs> um, you hit so, the nail on the head. <laughs> so so like I I am not like I am not a stickler for Christopher Reeve like everyone else is. I think the movie's fine, but I'm not. I don't love it. Yeah, I don't really love Superman two either. I I have yet to see a live action depiction of Superman that is the Superman that I see in my head, which is just a guy. He was a guy who was raised in Kansas, and he's just a dude, and he has these powers. Now, can you compare and, it to a book that you that it was one of your favorites? Your your idea of Superman? Not really, because it's sort of just an amalgamation of a lot of things. Like, to me, Superman as a character, there's, there's three people. There's, there's, Clark, there's Kansas Clark, and that's the real guy, right? That's the guy who was raised by, you know, two farmers and is just sort of like, you know, a cool guy. Like, what, that guy at your high school that everybody knew. He's not super popular, but everybody knows him and everybody pretty much likes him. Yeah. Like, because he's just a likable guy. He's like a cool guy to have around. That's Clark to me. And then Superman is the 
is this guy that Clark creates. Yeah. That is what that sort of guy would think is cool. And that's why he's kind of cheesy and a Boy Scout is because he's like, oh, that would be that's that's his <laughs> version of what a cool guy is. And Brandon Routh. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And then, yeah. And then the Metropolis Clark is that third mask, that second mask that he wears, because Superman and Metropolis Clark are both masks. The only time you see the real Clark is in Kansas when he's at home in the farmhouse to me. And when he's with Lois. Okay. Those are the only times that you see the real Clark to me. Like, he has to act like a doofus so no one suspects that he's Superman yeah. in Metropolis. It's a mask. And, yeah. and Superman is a mask, too. That's not the real guy. Like, he has to be this sort of otherworldly Boy Scout. And it's just like this version of him that he's like, this is what cool is to me. But then to a lot of other people, they're just like, it's kind of cheesy, man. You're kind of lame. Like, I don't know if I like this lame guy. And I, I, I like that. Like, that's I like that that's a struggle with him is that, like, some people just think Superman is lame. I think Superman versus the elite is kind of similar. Mm-hmm. That's 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 a really good comic story. I yeah. hated the animated adaptation. But oh, you ju- hated Justice it? League Elite is. Yeah. 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 I didn't like the animation, the animated one, but I loved the comic that it was based yeah. on. That would, yeah, that comic is phenomenal. Um, yeah. I think I, I agree with you with the whole persona and stuff, but again, if I add a fourth version of the character, which would be the cow L, and I think that that's, is... I don't see... I, I'll fight you on that, because that's not a real person. Oh, he but doesn't see, know, like, Superman do- Wonder Woman, like, that's cow L. The, the, the cow falls in love with Diana Prince. Clark oh, see doesn't that, fall in my love Clark, with Diana. My Clark would never... My Clark would never... Yeah, but your Clark would. But, Clark falls in love with Lois. Cal- but Kal-El, Kal-El to me is not a real person because Kal-El left Krypton as a baby. Okay. He didn't have a person. So he died on Krypton. All right. Yeah. I get you. Yeah. That's how I – he's I just you. a human. He's a human with superpowers. Like that's how I've always seen Clark. So like this alien thing to me is like an Elseworlds thing because it's not Superman like to me at all. But I don't think it's without merit. I think it's an interesting story to tell. It's an interesting way to look at it. It's just not my way to look at it, okay. if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I've I never been a, a fan of the Super, Superman-Wonder Woman relationship. Charles Soule? Anything like that? No. Well, no, I'm not saying the story. I, I just the idea. Like, I feel like Wonder yeah. Woman wouldn't even want to be with Superman because I feel like she'd like, friend-zone that guy real quick. You'd be like... Mm. All right, I, don't know, I thought it was very cool to see that different side where it was these two overly powered beings that, of course, they would fall in love with each other because there isn't anyone else on their scale. I just don't think Wonder, Wonder Woman wouldn't date anyone. As like, I feel like, not even Steve yeah. Trevor. Like Steve Trevor doesn't even deserve that. Like no, like Wonder Woman should just you. be like, I love Earth as like what it is. She and should she's be like, yeah, she's so full woman. of love yeah. that she can't like. She's- She's like, uh, she's like how you kind of picture like, like Queen Victoria or something. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. She didn't marry anyone. She's just the queen. Like, she's just that's it. She serves you know the what people. I mean? She serves her purpose. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And she cares. She's an ambassador ultimately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but yeah, I, I vastly prefer like the, the Batman Wonder Woman relationship to the oh, Superman yeah. Wonder Woman relationship because yeah. it makes more sense to me there because it's like, oh, of course he would date someone who can take care of themselves because he doesn't want to have to worry about them. 
Um, yeah, that makes sense to me. I always like that but, in the uh, animated version. Yeah, right. Yeah, but anyway, back to Superman. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So so like like I said, I don't I don't have any like rage over this movie or angst over it. Like it's it it like you know personally, it sucks that it's not the Superman that I want to see on screen. But I don't begrudge anyone for liking it, and I don't I don't you know it's it is what it is. It's fine. Yep, and we're stuck with it. <laughs> yeah, I I fully accept it. It's it is what it is. It's fine. I, I'm enjoying it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, there are hiccups in the road, and again, I don't think of Suicide Squad as really anything to worry about because it's like it, it doesn't really matter to the whole Justice League bit. It's just kind of there. I so. think it's just exposition for villains. Oh yeah, it, I, it gives yeah, them purpose. I, I just don't. But you know, whatever. I I like Man of Steel now and. I think it's I think it's okay. I, you know, I, I don't think I think it's okay to see something different and mm-hmm. I I'm I'm excited to see how he transforms from here on out. Me too. Yeah. Um do you guys have anything else for this minute? No, I don't think so. No, that's all I got. <laughs> Alrighty, guys, we're going to go ahead and wrap up this minute. If you love what you hear, don't forget to rate, subscribe, do all that jazz. You can find us on all social media at DCEU Minute. And don't forget to check out Scott's podcast, Back to the Future Minute, and Spider-Man Minute. And we'll catch you guys on the next one here on DC Cinematic Minute.